Cheers. Hello, everybody. It's Diane Munoz, and welcome back to the Unleash Your Sexy podcast. And the crowd goes wild. <sighs> okay, there's really not a crowd outside, but I'm pretending that in my, in my head there is. <laughs> and they're always cheering me on, and I, I love, love that. So, yes. Let's take a shot. Cheers. Here's to an amazing podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay. So thank you so much. We have a very special guest today, Asia. Mm. And Asia is a beautiful soul, mother, visionary, creator, um, wife, lover, best friend, soulmate, friend, and a beautiful soul that has incarnated in this lifetime to bring nothing but orgasmic food <laughs> an amazing um youth to us about cougars who are about to hit 45 years old <laughs> some knowledge to her children some um amazing experiences for her husband <laughs> and fulfilling and supporting everyone's dreams and goals oh thank you God. so much for taking time out of your busy schedule because oh we know God. it is busy only because I have two babies under the age of five. But yes, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank you. And you should be writing my bio. I mean, <laughs> I never know what to write in those like social media bios. Right, I need like, you to write it. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because I don't even know what to write on my own. I'm like um, Latina bombshell. <laughs> I like nothing else. Los Angeles, California. <laughs> like uh, I like. Uh, Tacos, to mother too. <laughs> Favorite food is yeah, tacos. As carne asada. It's like, where's the part for? I do a little bit of every fucking thing. Yes, <laughs> that's why I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you. Okay, so let's tell people a little bit who you are first of all. Okay, so that they know like what we're dealing with and where we're going into. My name is Asia. Asia Collins. I am married to singer, songwriter, producer, Ooh. performing artist, Kid Ink. Yes. And yes. I get that from Pretty Woman. <laughs> Do you remember that part where she's like, Ooh, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, okay, hood bitch. <laughs> that's me, hood no. bitch. No, AKA. That's how I felt. That's no. that's <laughs> how I felt. <laughs> but yeah, and that's, that's my honey okay. bunny. I mean, we've been together for... I think we're going on 14, 13 or 14 years now. Married for uh, four years, three, four years. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Four, I, I can't last past four days. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I, four hours for me is a long time. Stop it. Four days? That was like a full-on relationship. <laughs> You know, to be honest with you, I've never, besides my last 13 year relationship, right. I don't think I've ever been in a relationship longer than a year, maybe two years. Yeah. Yeah. But to be you. fair, I was 20 when we started dating, you know, the baby. <gasps> wow. Okay. So, um, <laughs> well, where's where we're at? Let's go there. Um, Okay, so what? So let, let's go a little bit uh, into your childhood. Yes. Okay, so what nationality are you? Where are you from? How were you raised? Mom and dad? Ew. Siblings? 
I feel like so many people have their misconceptions about this. So I'm going to set the record straight here. We're setting the record straight. (laughs) Seriously. So I am half African-American, half Iranian. Ooh, that's why you're so exotic. My dad, I know I get Dominican, I get Ethiopian, I get everything under the sun. Except Middle East. You open a lot too. (laughs) Yeah, like everything except... Oh, you're Iranian and black. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. My mom's African-American. Okay. My dad's Iranian. He's from South Iran. He migrated to the U.S. during the revolution in the 80s. Wow. Okay. He and my mom I apparently had some wild fun times, and here I am. I am a product. So there's okay. not much more to that so, dynamic than that. So no. you're the sperm. Yeah. The strongest sperm that made it. Yeah, I, I fought. You were like, you're swimming. I, I think fought. I can. I think I can. I fought. I am going to be. Tag, I made I it. am going to be that Persian Iranian bombshell from Princess. the 80s. No. <laughs> I love it, though. So, yes. Um, I think the best part about that story is I was raised by my mother, single, single okay. mom, single black mom with four kids um i didn't meet my dad until i was 28 about to give birth to my firstborn and my dad is the sweetest most phenomenal amazing man my mother as well wow and i'm so grateful that we did connect and get to meet and be a part of each other's lives because i think you know like so many different moving parts come into young and procreating at a young age and just I had so many misconceptions of not wanting to reach out to my father thinking like oh maybe he won't accept me or he has a wife and I'm gonna build their world and right you know I'm not really missing anything but to be honest reaching out and finding my dad and connecting with the best thing I could have done for me and my children because he is the sweetest, most loving, most awesome extension of myself. Like to even find out how much we are alike. Wow. And not meeting until I was 28. Right. So, yeah, there's that. So, uh, on, on that, because uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, obviously, there's so many people I know. Personally, and I've, mm-hmm. I've had the same experience of our ego. Yeah, I, uh, ego. Well, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show I care first, mm-hmm. kind of, or a like I'm not gonna be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said you reached out. Okay, so what? From the moment, obviously, growing up, he wasn't around. Yes. To what? When was the first time you decided? I want to take this risk. Mm-hmm. I want to take this chance, and. What thoughts did you tell yourself? Ooh. What thoughts did you speak to yourself? And like, honestly, like what was in your heart and soul that you followed your heart instead of your pride? Okay. Because a lot of people have ego and pride issues that people aren't vulnerable anymore to be like, I hate vulnerability. This is, my, this is where my heart's going though. Like, yeah. And, it, and it's like somebody's pulling your guts out. <laughs> yeah. Because I have vulnerability issues too. <laughs> yes. And disappointment the anxiety of the thought, you know, like, but I think for me, I was pregnant with my firstborn, Aislinn, 
my mom had brought it up to me before wanting me to kind of like now that I was an adult you know go out and try to find him and I was kind of like I'm not missing anything you know like I didn't I think the fear of rejection Mm. was a lot for me you know like first of all let's let's be completely transparent like we're talking about in the 80s my mom's a black woman oh shit my dad's iranian oh this gets deep and as far as i know he he doesn't know that i exist are you serious so there was so much reluctance for me to reach out because you could be blowing up someone's entire world and on top of that then they not want anything to do with you right so what was it for and now you have to deal with that you know right so i was reluctant for a long time and then once I was pregnant with Aislinn, my mom kind of pressed me about it. Okay. You have to do this for her, you know? Like, right. it's important. It's not about you anymore. Um, I remember being on a tour bus, pregnant on tour. Everyone's at the show, but I'm, like, pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be on bed rest. <laughs> right, 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 so right. So I'm on the bus outside the venue while everyone's inside. And I'm just on Facebook, like... So the the key there was my dad's best friend who also came here around the same time. My mom knew how to find him. So she's pressing because I'm pregnant. Right. Right. We go see him, visit him. And then I'm sitting on this bus, however long after, in Europe, bored. And I'm on Facebook, and I start searching the friend's daughter. First, I search the friend. He obviously, he's not on social media. So I start searching his daughter. Find his daughter so easy, you know? like I love stalking people. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? We are that generation, right? I can find anything on social media. Find his daughter. Go through her friend's list. And I think in my mind, I was originally looking for her father, my dad's friend trying to see if I could find him. Right. Thinking she was just easier to find. And in that process, I find a profile for a man named Shadok, and it's spelled completely different because my mom's a black woman in the 80s. She doesn't know how the fuck to spell <laughs> my dad's Farsi Persian right. name. So I see it, and I see his jaw. Mm. I see his face. Twinsies. Babe. Instantly, I know. I'm like, that's my (laughs) So I screenshot it. I send the pictures to my mom. My mom starts freaking out. She calls me immediately. And she's like at my my brother's baby shower or something. Right. And walks outside like, oh, my God. Like, she's hyperventilating. I I don't understand. She hasn't seen him as well. 28 years. She's hyperventilating, okay? Where did you find that picture? That's your dad. So I message him on Facebook. I want to say a good three weeks go by, no response. So then all oh, okay, of that. Okay, wait, 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 hold on. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. No response for three weeks. So all of that disappointment and uh, fear of pride and all that starts to settle in. I want to say maybe it was my husband who pointed it out to me, but there's a feature on Facebook where. If you're not Facebook friends, it goes to a spam folder, just like how Instagram does now, right? Okay. So I realized that we're like two, three weeks in. Right. So 
I request him and try to send, he, he approves me. I wait for him to approve me and then I try to send the messages again. The next day he responds, whoa. But I send pictures of myself, right? Like my mom's name, everything. He's fucking flabbergasted, right? Because he can see it. He knows he remembers my mom. He sees the resemblance and he's flabbergasted. Deanne, I want to tell you maybe a week went by. He flew from Dubai to LA to come see me immediately, pregnant. That same, don't cry because you're going to make me cry. That same friend that my mom knew how to find, we met at his house. Very wholesome Persian vibes, his wife, his kids. And I remember sitting next to him on the couch for the first time. And there's a picture because he he teases me about this where he he and I are one and the same. So we tease each other a lot. But I couldn't look at him while I sat next to him on the couch because it wasn't real. You know, 28 years of being a half black, half Persian kid from South Central. Right. Nobody to identify with. Right, right, right. Like I didn't even tell people. Right. You know, like life changing. And to top it off, he ends up being the sweetest, most handsome man you would ever meet. Okay. (sighs) Like, oh. And we would talk every day after that, you know, like. (laughs) And then he and my daughter, like their relationship. And the saddest part about this story, I would have to say, is that with COVID, he hasn't met my youngest daughter yet because he lives across the world. But yeah. Wow. Okay, so... (laughs) Holy shit. That's how you get a half black, half Iranian, South Central crib who, you know, (laughs) here I am. (laughs) I love it. I love, I love the courage. Yeah. The courage it took Mm -hmm. because it was 23 years? 28. It was 28 years of self-talk, mm-hmm. my dad doesn't love me or my dad's not around. Oh, absolutely. I'm never gonna see him. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's a dream, it's a fantasy, maybe like, it's just it's just a far out fantasy. Yep, oh, I told him he was a unicorn. <gasps> he said, how come you never, why would you wait till 28 years? I said, because you were a unicorn. Like, you didn't really exist. You were like this myth my mom told me about this story, this guy. <laughs> This guy, you know, like oh, that's that that's that takes so much courage. Literally, like like that is you are one of the strongest people, Ooh. not just women, people, strongest souls I know. Mm. That after twenty eight years, you were able to put your ego and pride down at any at any but false beliefs that you put behind him. Any so story. I had all the reasons yeah, why not to all the reasons, and you were able to. Just be like, I'm gonna dismiss everything for Aislinn. Oh, oh, so it was that's what changed? Because oh, because oh, I'm about to children, have a baby, and she's not gonna know her. Know. She's I not know. gonna know her grandfather. Not only is she not gonna know her grandfather, 
there's an entire culture I'm disconnected from that she's going to be disconnected from because I didn't love I couldn't I can't share that with her because I didn't experience it for myself it wasn't taught to me (gasps) that's how powerful people a mother's love is we will do anything anything and I'm grateful for it because I love my baba oh he's everything i mean we're one and the same like even when i get to visit him yeah we eat good food he feeds me amazing homemade persian food (laughs) we fucking drink tequila my dad can kill a bottle of anything we're like we know where we get it from yes (laughs) so we have fun (laughs) and i love him for it i do and you know i also love his wife because i think the hardest part for me being a Libra and compassionate and caring about others all the time was he could have other kids and a wife. And do you really want to blow up their worlds? You know, Mm -hmm. I dealt with that for a long time. And when I tell you that my brothers, I mean, they're fucking thrilled. Let's be honest. (laughs) Like, oh, we have this half black American (laughs) sister who's married to a rapper that we never knew about. You know, like, they're Dutch. You're you know? their unicorn. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that part. And then They're his, Dutch. Yeah, they're Dutch. They're half wow. Dutch, half Iranian. Rainbow trap. And then... Unicorn, literally, yeah. unicorns. And then my dad's wife, when I tell you, she's eight years older than me, and I love it. When I tell you, she couldn't have fucking handled it better. Oh, I love Like, I don't know that I would have handled it as greatly as she did. She loves me. So accepting and just embracing and just, I fucking love her, you know? Because who? (laughs) I love that. I love that because that's a reflection of him. mm -hmm. Because when you are an amazing person and you or yourself are not toxic, you're gonna attract an amazing mate. Yes. Yes. So she's she's just mirroring him. Yep, that's true. And you talking about how great he is. I believe she's that person. That's true. She's mirroring him because you're gonna try a like a like tracks a like. And I think that's I mean I to everyone out there who's watching. If you're um, a, a baby mama, if you're a new wife, and I mean honestly, at the end of the day, like I know that so many people are crazy. Like no, I don't want anything. But actually, it's like it's almost like just the grace. Be understanding of the children in the equation. Right. Because once there's a child in the balance, the adult feelings can be put the fuck aside. You're adult enough to fucking suck that shit up and understand. (laughs) So just how she handled it meant so much to me because that was one of my biggest fears. You know, like... It does. I love that. I think that's a perfect example of there's a Oprah Winfrey. Uh, she had had she was speaking about Maya Angelou, mm. and on it she said, um, Auntie Maya. Uh, she said Maya Angelou. Um, she walks. It's about like she walks into the room, and she uh, she she walks with grace, exudes class. Like it was just the most beautiful quote. She's a phenomenal woman, phenomenally. No, No, it was like the most beautiful quote. Like she just said this woman, like she just walks into a room and she lights it up 
with her grace and her class. Mm-hmm. That is Miss Maya. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I love that quote. And I, I read that a long time ago. And I told myself, I want to walk into a room. Yep. And someone be like, she walks with such grace and such class. Absolutely. And I feel like in our in like society or like women, sometimes younger women, there's so much cattiness, so much, I have to be this or I be that. And I feel like we're in the age now, we're in a new year, like, let's be graceful to one another. Let's be classy. Let's, let's, let's show love. The power as women, as individuals, we are already so powerful. And I don't think people realize that. And I'm sorry for the men in the room, but <laughs> we are. Think about oh, it. Oh, huge. We partake in a partnership with God where we get to create and bring life into this world. A human being comes out of we our vagina. Whole life. Whole human being. Entire life. Okay. We have the backbones to withstand the worst of the worst and still rise up with poise and a smile and strength for our family as matriarchs. Yes. So as women, we're already substantially superior sorry guys (laughs) imagine it's true if we supported and uplifted each other as an army just how they say they have just how they talk about the boys club and all that imagine a girls club what we could do a nation of women who are so strong and powerful uplifting supporting with grace and class uh, our men Uh, our men our children our friends even just what we can withstand like i get so tired of the narrative that women are weak or they're too emotional and it's like no but we actually know how to face our emotions and keep it pushing whereas y'all are suppressing them and acting like they're not there and letting them build up into we gotta deal with it (laughs) we gotta wait till y'all blow up you know not to sound like a man hater, I love my man. He's great, you know. Like, but, but this it, is the these are facts. It's true. I've, men are taught from a young age, we don't show weakness. We're not vulnerable. We don't talk about our feelings. Yep. You just be there. Yep. And that's it. Even just to the extent of, women can be cheated on and forgive. Men fucking cannot. Oh, but you know, know? Yeah. like there's just the world. We over. can withstand so much more. Right. And I think that should be, that should be fucking brought to the forefront. Like, we should be running the country, (laughs) Ms. Kamala. Okay, so we are voting Asya next term president. Oh, no. And just just, wait, wait, wait. And just so you know, this month has been insane with my meditation and my manifestation that literally, like, everything I've said out loud, Oni. Right? Everything I've said out loud this month, even as a joke. Baby, don't manifest me being the president. Literally, (laughs) literally has come to pass this month that right now everyone's like, watch what you're saying right now. Like, so literally, I'm telling you, everything. Like, and and I'm just literally on like, I was like, a $100,000 check I'm about to cash tomorrow. Yes, baby. Mm -hmm. But everything like I've been speaking on has literally been manifesting in an incredible way this month. Or you're a little like, okay, it's a little freaky. <laughs> but you know why, Deanne? Tell me why. Yeah. Every moment that I have spent with you, you speak life. Mm. 
And when you speak life into the universe, the blessings flow. <sighs> Manifestation is real. And I think the rest of us spend so much time harping on what stresses us out or what's taking us down or what's overwhelming. And right. it's like, nah, you have to focus on, what did we say earlier? The solution. Oh, yeah. Well, what is the solution? You have to focus on the solution and not the problem. Correct. Uh, like how, how to create the solution and then live in the solution. Exactly. Like how do we stay in, okay, creating the solution and then staying in the solution. Exactly. It's creating a solution. We could create one, but if we're not staying in it or living it or being it, mm. it can kind of fall apart. Yeah. So it's creating the solution mm -hmm. and then speaking it. And we were talking about sobriety earlier. Mm -hmm. And it was about how did I get sober and then how did I stay sober? Because mm -hmm. it's about the solution and then being, living it. Mm -hmm have to be and live what we're mm -hmm. and you embody that 100% you do and that's why it's almost like when someone everything they touch kind of like turns to like riches or gold. gold yeah okay so we had yeah. a um there's a funny little thing Hello. um so TMZ I had a date with Jimmy Garoppolo okay and he's like a, I guess he's a football player who okay like a, I don't that throws the ball I pretend to watch sports quarter, I know LeBron quarter, that's the quarter it pounder? Yeah. Okay, so I I I, I don't know nothing the about quarterback, <laughs> babe. The quarter pounder. So I know absolutely nothing about football, and all I knew is he was a football player. He was fine as fuck. Yeah, and, you know, we were all in the DMs, woo 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 woo, whatever. Mm -hmm. So still don't know his name. Don't know who he is. I'm just thinking he's fine as fuck. You know what? Boom. Details, we're not going to details, boom. Hello, hence, next thing I know, we're at dinner in Beverly Hills. Um, TMD shows up, we get, we're all over for the next two or three months, whatever, boom, boom, boom. Um, shit, what was I talking about before that? <laughs> solutions. Um, we were talking about solutions and manifesting and... Fuck, what do you have anything to do with this? Oh, oh, about, oh, oh, about being, me being, you, you give me a compliment. Uh, like about. Um, speaking light. Oh, speaking life. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> that's what we're going. Okay. I was like, well, there's something we're speaking about. So, like, in it, it was so interesting because I remember meeting this person, yeah. right? And I remember just sitting and this person was so enlightened, mm. like elevated, like Every, love everything said I'm a star and not even because they were trying no. because the soul was just so amazing and beautiful and I was just like let me tell you you better preach that's why I'm married the man I married no and I tell people there's a difference, <laughs> a difference between um someone who's a star yeah and who's like, a, like and someone who has an and, yeah and then somebody who's just like ah oh, I'm drama uh oh, I'm depressed uh oh, I'm the deep downer uh oh, drama the people that suck you dry and people who inspire you. It's like how the Bible, all the great books, I'm sure, talk about like the chosen people. Right. Like, you can tell. You can tell when a spirit is like anointed. And you're like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Always. Yeah. No, and, and, I, and I explained that to my daughter before too as well. Like when you walk into a room, mm -hmm. your job is to anoint the room. Your job is to make the room glow your job is your job is to be that light 
And don't, you never, don't ever be less than that. Don't ever be less than great. Ever. And I wish that would have been. And Jasmine, don't let some miserable Betty <laughs> dim your light. Ever. She has a problem with herself. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? It's true. No, it, it's, it's, she's gone through quite a few girlfriends. And not like any like major drama, but just in the sense of she's very like, oh, okay. Because so many people will come in and because of their own things they need to deal with right. themselves will try to make you feel less than or right. in your life. You know? Right. And it's like, don't do that. If there's one thing I could teach my daughters, it's don't do your life. Right. Oh, no, seriously, I... I would tell you right now, I think we we're talking earlier about uh, raising a daughter. Yes. And I was telling her, like, I, you know, like today people are always like, oh my God, Jasmine's so beautiful. She's so kind hearted. Like, when you meet her, she's very gracious. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very, like, well mannered. Mm-hmm. She will always, like, keep a good conversation. She's very fucking sure of herself. I'm yes. sorry. Excuse my language. <laughs> but she one lies. thing I love about your daughter is how sure of herself she is. Yes. Because I think. I want that for my girls. And because I wasn't always that way. Exactly. So like seeing that and like it just, that boldness, I'm just like, yes. you did, some, you did and, it right. And obviously that came from me doing my own work. Yeah. And like I said, like at 26, I got sober. I went through a lot of therapy, a lot of 12 step programs, then four 12 step programs. Mm. <laughs> but my thing That's was, major. I always want to elevate. Mm-hmm. I always want to be better. Like, I want to be better every day than who I was yesterday. And obviously, through that growing up, I really got to learn. I remember, like, one of my, um, you don't know anything about sponsors, but at a sponsor, it's like a therapy therapist kind of thing. And I remember going to, like, some of my meetings and her being like, have you ever not worn makeup? <gasps> or, like, you know, came that. showing up. And I was like, no. Because I came from a relationship where I was, you know, married for 12 years. And this person was very adamant as, I like your hair and makeup done every day. No. Yes. Always. And the hair had to be down. Wasn't allowed to have my hair up. That's not normal, though. I didn't know that. To me, it was normal. And there was obviously a lot of insecurity. So I remember my sponsor being like, okay, you know, for the next six months, every time you leave the house or come to a meeting, no makeup or hair. And you're going to put your hair up. And I remember being like, somebody pulled my guts out. Like, Like, who am I if I'm not sexy? Who am I if I'm not the vixen in the room? Mm-hmm. I don't know. My only power was sex. Like, that's the only way I knew, like, how to keep my husband's attention at the moment. Like, like don't look at the places. Like, this is me. This is me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Like, he was like, well, if you want to keep me, you got to look like this. You got to act like this. Da-da-da. So, like, I wasn't allowed to not wear makeup. Yeah. So, every meeting, I would go with sweats on, a hoodie, no makeup, and no hair. And it was the most uncomfortable feeling for months. Because I didn't have any other identity than long black hair, makeup. I feel you. You know, be vivacious. And I remember still being able, like, every single man still talked to me. Oh, yeah. And it's the first time ever I thought, he lied to me. It's so he funny. Like lied to me. That because, so obviously, like, when I say that's not normal, because men usually will tell you that. Or at least my husband. Nah, I don't want you to put that fucking makeup on. <laughs> yeah. I used to straighten my hair for years. I would never wear it curly. Like, it 
was a thing for me. And it, he's like, I just want you to wear your hair curly. Like, I don't care for straight hair. But for the longest, I straightened it because we put these kind of, like, um, expectations, I think, sometimes on ourselves. And for me, really, like, dating someone who's in some sort of limelight and you're, like, major limelight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, here. You know? Yeah. So there's, like, stress and pressure to, like, I don't know, like, look a certain way or appear a certain way or carry yourself a certain way. And it took a while for me to realize I was putting those expectations on me. He wasn't. Wow. That was me. Like yeah. trying to keep up with the Joneses, or I don't know, the like groupies, what's you know, in, who, the, whatever's in that, what, what's bad's in, they're what throwing are we doing? themselves at him. So I'm gonna make sure I look like this. Of I, I never could, asked I you to do that. Yeah, yeah. And all he wanted was your curly hair. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing now? <laughs> I'm trying. Yes, I'm loving, <laughs> loving the hair. <laughs> Absolutely, stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. In every in every single way. Thank you. Thank you. But that's one of the things, like, just dealing with, like, um, image and, like, fucking body dysmorphia and, like. Right. Let's go there. <laughs> let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Okay. So let's go into you are married. Yes. To a, a superstar. Yes. And you are in the public eye. He's in the public eye a lot. Yes. So, yeah, correct. It, like, is there this stigma of, like, I have to look a certain way. I have to behave a certain way. There was for a really long right. time. Um, I want to say probably a long time, like, most of my 20s, there was this stigma of having to, like, keep up with the Joneses or look a certain way. Now, because he's a rapper, it was it was it like okay, I have to be that like bad bitch thing, or was it just like I gotta be like a star thing, uh, or was it like I gotta be all the fucking bad bitch, a freak, a wife, a cook, like everything at one time? That, but I am those things. <laughs> you are. Like I aspire to be those things. No, things. you are. Anyway, so I'm like, but at the same time, yeah, there was a lot of pressure, you know, like. I don't know, I was also a major tomboy. And so Brian and I have known each other since we were in high school. And we high didn't, school? Yeah. Wow. And we didn't date in high school, but we would hang out. Right. So he's always accepted me for who I am. And anything that came in between was me trying to figure out who I wanted to be. Or right. Of course. That sort of thing, you know. But, I mean, there were a lot of pressures that came with it. I mean, oh. Even just traveling overseas and being, like, a black girl from South Central L.A. And I'm, like, in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, I'll, I'll go a, little, a moment into that. So I recently, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, did, like, a little tour with someone I was dating at the time where we okay. did a whole little right he's a tattoo artist and we ended up doing travel vlogs but it was amazing and mind you like i'm like kim kardashian fake ass and titties 
and Germany and Paris and these ran in Switzerland in these random little villages. I'm telling you, I've ne I, I mean, I've never in my life felt so out of place, so judged, so bullied. I'm talking about bullied, like like snide comments. The women were just I believe like, you. it was horrible. And this is in Germany. Yeah, we were in Germany. We were in Switzerland. We were in Europe. We were in Paris. Same. And oh. shout out to Germany because they are the number one hip hop market. <laughs> Germany. I have to say, like in my experiences traveling abroad, the way I was treated in Germany was crazy. Like it was really an eye opener for me, and I think it added to a lot of me feeling like I needed to be right. accepted. Um, I need to straighten my hair. Yeah, I need to look a certain type of way. And I was treated a certain way in Germany. Right. And not so much Brian, right? right? Like he's the celebrity coming in. Correct. But me being this black woman, I was treated fucked up in Germany. Sorry to say. I, I, I was. I was, I was, and it took a long time for me to kind of come out of that, I think. And when you go, when you go to France and other countries. France was the worst for me. Really? Yes. France was a little easier for me. No, France was the worst for me. I think there's a lot of mixed black women in France. So okay. it was a little bit more like, you're regular. You're, you blended in. Yeah. But Germany, yeah, there's not many mixed. It was hard in England yeah. as well. Really fucking hard. And people talk about the racism and colorism in America. Right. But there's a worldwide issue. Huge. It's in every fucking country. Huge. Everyone, every culture, every country. It's not just in the black community. Like, I'm sure it's it's in the Mexican community. Oh, definitely. Some women are more darker complected than others or Correct. have curlier hair than others. Correct. And these things, when you go, I feel like into Europe, they come forward. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? I'm I I I yeah, it is. I would. I, there was points where like I'd have my little like um. At my little GoPro, because I'd be like doing a travel vlog, da da da, and people be like, and I get my GoPro and go up to their face, and they'd be like, turning away, and I'm like, it was irritating. This is this over a two month period. It was, yeah, I would like we like we were both done. Like we were like, okay, another person, we're about to pop off. Like it was really irritating. Like it's not that you've never seen a girl with tits and ass. You're from LA, right? Yes, born and raised. Born and raised. Same. Natives. Like, is it so really? we're used to diversity. No, and I'm thinking, has that not everyone seen Kim Kardashian? <laughs> we're used to it. Like, it was, it was, yeah. And it was, yeah. And I'd be like, well, you're tattooed from neck to foot. So <laughs> I so we make a joke. I'm like, it's you they're looking at. He's like, hi, Dada. He's like, it's your ass and tits. So it was a joke that for, that we would keep saying to to calm like our tempers. Yeah. Because it was, it was, it was, it was, it was very insulting. A lot of moments that like literally like. I'd have to have like full on jackets, like like jeans, like I have to put like a like a hoodie around my waist. Just I, I had to blend in my hair every day to the point where it was falling out. Because trying to blend in. Yeah, mm -hmm. I felt extremely insecure. Yeah, 
I, I honestly, I for sure will say, I, I don't think I've ever felt that insecure in my life. And I didn't show up that way. Right. Oh, hell no. I was like. I came in on my high horse. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, here we are. Boom, boom. Yeah. Right. But after the two months, I was just like, hide myself. Like, they, no, no, they don't, they don't even have a place out there to do fake nails. And I showed up with like those stripper nails with leaned out. There wasn't, I had to end up having to like pull them off myself and going, they only do like natural manicures. Everything's natural out Shellac. there. You have to find, <laughs> shellac. Like, you have to insane. find, I always do my research on tour to find like that one nail shop in that town <laughs> that, that does, does acrylics. <laughs> Right. They don't, and mind you, they I don't, don't do get it. acrylics at home. <laughs> yes. But that's the closest you're going to get to Western culture overseas. I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel especially because we're traveling, like we can't just stop all the time to get manicure. So fake nails last longer. Yeah. So give like, me that. Run that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You get a good like three week run, four week without like, you know, having to like, yeah. like I can get away with this kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like people don't. Oh, I tell that all the time. That's always my experience with Europe but I love it so what so you going through that experience and mind you you're with somebody who's yeah who's a superstar who's famous and you're able to walk through that mm -hmm. right and I love the part where he's telling you to be you oh my god I love and that I love a that person for being I you. love that I love that because I had a marriage where I was so not to be yeah I couldn't be natural I could not you know at the moment like uh, which, which irony, irony. Mm -hmm. Today we're best friends, and now he's like, I don't like the big tits. I don't like the big ass. Uh, change what you're wearing. When we, we go to lunch, he's like, you're not wearing that when we're going out. Da da da. I'm always super respectful. I get it. Like I don't want to get in a fight or an argument with anybody. Like oh, like no problem. Da da. But so the irony is, you brought me up from I, I've known him since 14. Right. You're the only person I was with the whole time. Right. Like you told me this is what was sex. You told me this is what you wanted. And then I became the porn star, crazy, like, mm. sex addict that he wanted. And he was like, no, I want the Deanne I fell in love with. I'm like, yeah, well. Uh, she's gone now. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, that's not who you created. Yeah. I became what you created. Like, I'm, I, I'm like, I mean, obviously today I'm not. But it's interesting that now he's like, he doesn't like that I'm the sexiest one in the room. And he always says, where's the Deanne that I fell in love with? Like, like can you just be Deanne? I'm like, I'm always Deanne. I'm sorry. I think like, that's healthy. I think it's healthy for you to be the sexiest woman in the room. Oh, no. And, you're, and your man's a little uncomfortable. Oh, and I still am. That's healthy. And I always tell him, I'm like, and I'm like, this is what you want. We make our little it's jokes. Healthy. We make our little jokes all the time. I'm like, come on. I'm like, you know, you like this. I did. Like, we make yes. our little jokes, which he doesn't entertain my jokes. He does, he does not think I'm funny. <laughs> he does not find me funny. Oh, I think I'm funny. I think you're funny. I think I'm hilarious. Um, but I'll never forget walking into the meetings and learning for the first time over the three to six months how much attention I still got with no hair, no make, no hair done, and no makeup Apart. on. And, I'll, and to me, I feel like that was one of my biggest lessons that I just learned, period, like as a woman coming out of a relationship where I was told always have makeup on. Like, like I always had to try to be sexier than so he wouldn't cheat. I was always like, I have to have his attention when he comes home. Like, I wasn't even allowed to I think be I, mean. I think I dealt with that. I think I put that on myself. Self, right. But I dealt with that. So then Absolutely. when I got to be myself and I actually, I actually dated men that were just like, 
I will never forget. Hi, Raul. <laughs> We're still friends. Um, I remember I started dating someone, right? And like we went on a few dates and he was like, you know, you don't always have to dress all like super sexy when you're with me. Like, mm-hmm. like we're just going to go to dinner and go back to my place. Like, you don't have to wear heels and a sexy dress and hair and makeup. He's like, throw some jeans, a cute little, like, you know, crop top. And you can even wear, like, your tennis. And I was like, really? Like, what? No, I'm telling you, everything was so new. I never had, I feel like I never had someone validate me for just being me. Mm. Like, I got to just be the end? Like, you're still going to like me? And he was just like... And so I remember the next time we hung out, I had like a big like black, um, pretty like cashmere sweater with jeans on and like some boots and everything. And he's like, and I had no makeup on. And he's like, this is the most beautiful I've ever seen you. And I remember crying. And he's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I've never been out with a guy that liked me for me. Mm. It's like, I always felt like I had, to, I had to be this beautiful person. I had to be the most sexiest person. Like, you're like, you're fine with me with where I am. He's like, yeah. And I swear to God, like, I, I, after that, I was, I swear, like, I just learned so much that, like, my beauty is me. Yes. Your personality, your energy. Yeah. And if a motherfucker don't like, yeah. if I have to be something who I'm not, if I have to be fake, if I have to play games, if I have to be inauthentic to the loving soul that I am to keep you, like, you ain't no, for no, me. No, 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 yeah. I can't. It, it's not in alignment. Like, like you said, like, I feel like I'm such a, a light all the time. Mm-hmm. Like my, I'm always on positive. I'm always happy. I'm always loving. So for anyone to dim my light and make me feel less than. That part. Make me feel less than. I'm like, okay. Clarity. I'm watching. I'm just going to watch. Let me watch you and how you move. Are you going to move grimy? Or are you going to encourage me? Are you going to drain me? Or are you going to inspire me? Because I'm a grown woman today, mm-hmm. and you have two choices, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you be you mm-hmm. before I speak up and correct you, because mm-hmm. I want to see who are you. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, because I could, I, I could work with somebody that maybe has been through some trauma, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody's been only who has through, who has, who's only been through toxic relationships. Because yeah. I, thank God for the guy who dealt with me after my ex-husband. Holy shit. <laughs> Daniel, thank you. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's talk about Pisces, are the most patient son ever. Wow. He literally walked me through, and he would tell me all the time, there'd be certain little things he would do, and I would start crying, and he'd be like, all I did was open your card, like card door, like little things, I would start crying, and he, I would be like, this is the nice thing you do with me. He, and he would always say, God damn, who fucked you up? And I'd be that like, hurt. Shit, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even know what it felt like for someone to be nice to me. But today I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Today I do. (laughs) And the beautiful part is this, because I'm going to talk to my daughter real quick, is every Valentine's, uh, holidays, birthdays, everything, like, we, I've gone all out for her. And it's always like, she'll wake up in the morning, her room will be filled with Valentine's, like, she's a little girl. So now her getting like 18 and over, she's 26 now. For the last like six, seven years, she she always surprises me. Like she does things no man has done for me. <laughs> so we do this thing where she always says like, I don't even need a boy. She's like, you don't need a boyfriend, mom. Yeah. She'll pick me up from the airport and have roses ready for me. 
and pick me up. God blesses women with children when yes. they are in need of unconditional love. Dear Lord. Ooh. He does. That's bomb. I just love it. Like, I love it. Like, I, I was going through a hard time, like, uh, like I think November, December, like a really bad week. And, you know, I don't, I don't really, sh- I don't share things with people too often at all. Like my daughter will know, you know, she knows my funks and everything. And uh, she happened to spend the day with me. She's like, I'm gonna spend the day with you, mom. I was like, okay, so like hanging out, chilling. And she's like, oh, I gotta go pick up something in the valley. I was like, okay, cool. I'm driving with her. Like, I'm just chilling in the car, still like zoned out, like, you know, emotionally like drained from some stuff. I was like, she's like, I'll be right back. We're like at a trailer park. I was like, what are we picking? We're doing a drug deal. Yeah, what yeah, are we yeah. doing? What's I didn't even ask. But I was so so now. Like I don't even give a fuck. What the like, fuck, Jasmine? Ah. And she <laughs> walks in, and she has like a dozen roses, and then there's a dozen strawberry covered roses, uh, strawberries. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. And she hands it to me. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna hold it, right? Mm-hmm. And then she goes, Mom, that's for you. And I'm like bawling crying because i was like thank you for acknowledging me and making me feel special when i hadn't felt special in a long time like it meant mm. so much to me and she was like i was trying to surprise you she's like i don't want to even know the house but i'm taking you with me and like that yeah like that's the beauty of like like and I, I like you're talking about like us having children like, as moms, like, I feel like our children are a reflection of us. Like, what are we feeding into their gifts to us? Yeah. Children are gifts to everyone in the family, but they're really gifts to the mom because the unconditional love that we receive, that we crave Correct. a lot of the time from our partners right. or our husbands or baby daddies or whatever, those children oh. give you that unconditional love. And when you pour that love into them, they reciprocate it. So Jasmine is literally that, the love that you poured into her. Correct. She is proof of that. Yes. Even though you say like you gave her, you were hard on her, hard love yeah. and all that. <laughs> we were. So no. we were talking earlier because I was telling her like, I, I know a lot of people and, and, and it's a blessing to hear how like, what a beautiful soul my daughter is how amazing she is like she's a and whole strong. vibe like, she's a whole vibe and you i love it her. i love it but I, I love to like share a story where it wasn't like that mm-hmm. you know like like every I, every relationship takes work and effort if you love someone holy shit i just preached to myself <laughs> i just got a message to myself and there was a time period you know high school years acting oh. out talking back my mom our relationship was so strained okay. once i hit like 15. oh yes exactly oh. she turned 16. Yeah. all hell broke loose all hell broke loose in the house and mind you i i wasn't like that with my mom mm-hmm. but i think it's because my dad was an abuser mm-hmm. so me and her were like always in guarding each other yeah. so we didn't like, I, I would never have like you know there was an issue I, I didn't have to go through that but i everyone i talked to when my daughter was yeah. mouthing off, popping off, talking back, I was like, bitch, say one more fucking word. I'm going to snatch you by your fucking neck, hold you in the wall until you can't fucking breathe. Yeah, and you're going to say sorry. That's Lisa, my yeah. <laughs> No, and I legit was like, it was a whole year, mind you, like at the time her dad was in prison. So like he wasn't really around to like help out. It was me alone. And I'm being as patient as I could. As patient and loving because I'm thinking... 
as a child, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know this. If not, you're going to figure it out. Anytime there's change, whether it's change of address, um, change of a relationship, change of schools, any kind of drastic change, so her dad going to prison was a change. Then we ended up having to move to a whole different city. So anything changes, anytime like I move from home to home, relationship to relationship, anything that threw her off, I knew there was, I knew, I already knew there was going to be um, an acting out period. Reaction. So I learned that throughout time. Like I had a, a good friend of mine named Robert, who, amazing friend, amazing friend. And he was a single father of three kids, like in the 60s. So I remember him like being like a good mentor to me and him saying, you have, one thing I learned about my children, anytime anything changed, they're all going to react. They're all going to act out. So thank God I only had one. I mean, she has three personalities, but it's only one person, right? And um, so I, I, that 16, 15, 16 year olds, when her dad went away and then she was, she was at home, I gave her lenience because I felt such a, like, a horrible feeling in my heart. Like, like, you can't see him. You can't be around him. Like, I'm going to let you act out. I'm going to let you be you. Like, I just felt so guilty. But after a year, I, I was like, okay, now I'm, thinking, I'm enabling the situation. So I went from like, oh, I'm so sorry I did it, to like, honey, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, da 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 And she was like, what? Don't talk to me. I was like, excuse me? So there ended up being a period where I ended up having to kick her out of the house. Literally, like. I went through all this with my mom, just so you know. No, like, and mind you, I didn't experience that. So I'm thinking I'm a horrible mom. I don't get it. But also, too, like, if anybody knows me, like, I'm very Taurus cutthroat cold. You got me fucked Taurus. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. I can, I'm very cold. Like, boom. I will turn off in 2.5 seconds. Disrespect me again in my home. Disrespect me again in my home. And I will grab your shit Taurus, and you out the door. Especially Taurus women. Taurus are so um, mm, protective or straightforward. Nice. <laughs> They're very protective. Super protective. I'm They're very straightforward to the point of being a pressure case and sometimes being complete annoyances. <laughs> but their love Okay, is, I'm a little stubborn. <laughs> yes, very stubborn. <laughs> like, wait, stubborn. Wait, can we get that, like, an eye roll? <laughs> yes. But Tauruses are so loving and pure and kind and straightforward and so for their people. They truly are. Completely loyal. Right or yes, die. yes. I will bury the body with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> I really would. Absolutely. I'm like, I really would. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And when you went through with Jasmine's normal, I think I went through that with my mom for sure. And we were always so close that at like 15, 16, there was just the shift. Yes. So okay. So let me kind of fast forward. What time are we at? Okay, so just fast forward, because I legit seriously was like, holy fuck, like, um, I mean, other than like, do my, which you guys, we, we haven't gone there yet, but through my drug addiction, I was suicidal. Mm -hmm. So I never in my life had felt that again. Mm -hmm. And I remember kicking her out, and me being angry, the Taurus coldness, the stubbornness, boom. Her dad had just got released from prison, right? I was like, I don't care where the fuck you're staying at, grab 
one pair of underwear, one bra, one t-shirt, one, t like, I'm like, bitch, you ain't getting shit that I bought you. I gave her like the bare minimum through a little hefty bag, threw her in the car, grabbed it, dropped her off at his front door, and was like, you handle her. Let's see how you can handle this. You didn't do shit this whole year. And he was like, oh, this is going to be easy. I was like, oh, let's see. How about a month later, he calls me, come get your daughter. She's the front door of the house. I locked her out. I was like, what the fuck? One month. One month. I've had her 16 years. <laughs> and he calls me about what had happened. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not ready. You're scaring me. I'm <laughs> but, not ready. But hold on. Let, me let me tell you the blessing in this. The blessing in it. The blessing is what I learned is, is our children are going to go through the darkest moments. And we're going to be powerless. Uh powerless that we have to sit back and watch she would not talk to me for three months after i took her out which is a good part Refuse. okay hold on, i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there so mind you the disrespect the talking back the calling me names all of that was like it was intense and then when i kicked her out oh i got she would not talk to me hating me everything like i was i legit never in my life knew what it was like not to be a mom i was alone for three months i was just like woke up like what do i do today I've never not been a mom. So three months, I went through the deepest depression, and thank God I was with somebody that walked me through it. And there was, no, there was mornings I wake up saying, like, I don't want to live today. Nights I would go to sleep, like, I don't want to live today. Like, she still won't talk to me. Like, it was the worst feeling of my life. And all I did in my first, thank God for the person I was with, and all my friends were like, yeah, I like that with your mom. I'm like, what? No, never. Everyone in my life was like, shit, I've been through it. I lived with my grandma, lived with my auntie, I lived with my <laughs> uncle, I lived with my best friend. Like, everyone was like, everyone yeah. goes through it. I'm like, really? So I was like, okay, so it's a normal thing. So that kind of helped a little bit. And then one day she called me crying. She went through a little heartbreak. And she said, and she ended up living with also. Well, I was like, I ain't picking that bitch up. Like, what the fuck? I was so mad. I'm right. Like, the shit came back to my house without no respect. Yeah. And so I was like, call my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom and dad took her. She stood there. And then I think it was like three months after that. And she called me crying one time. And she was just like, I need you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All I need is to hear. Yeah. I picked her up. We went to dinner. And mind you, like, my parents don't have a lot of money. You know? So, like, I was like, we went to, like, a steakhouse. She's like, can I order a steak? I'm like, yeah. Like, things that she didn't. Real, she took for granted before she realized like you sleep on the couch you know my parents like you know they go to the market they have an actual like grocery list we can only buy certain things you know like she's on a budget for the first time in a long time with her dad too so it's she's learning like shit don't ha bite the hand that feeds you yeah. and so during the dinner like we're having a dinner and she like her eyes are a little watering up and she's like i'm sorry and she's like you know, like, seriously, I'm sorry. And she's like, I'm like, I'm going through so much pain right now, mom. She's like, and the only person I want is you. And she's like, and I didn't realize, like, how much you've done for me or what you've done. And she's like, everything I'm learning right now is like, you're the person that's always been there. And she's like, you're the first person I want to be there. And from that moment on, I was like, like, she's like, can I just come home? And I said, I've told you a hundred times, the only rule I had, don't ever disrespect me in my house. Don't ever talk back to me. Period. Don't call me no names, nothing. And she said, never, never again to that day. Ever has that ever happened between us. Mm. But that was her journey. Get it? That part. 
It was her journey. I'm not ready for that. <sighs> There's no way to prepare yourself. It was her as journey. As a parent. Although, well, I wasn't prepared. I was like, There's no way <laughs> for your kids to <laughs> go through those great, learning yeah. lessons that they have to go through without you. There's nothing you can do about it. It's inevitable. So that's I'm how I'm ready for that. No, so that's why I explain to people is like, at the end of the day, like, I'm like, we, we created our relationship. We yeah. built it. And then from there, I remember going to like life coaching classes because I wanted to be a life coach. Mm-hmm. And I started going and, and like, so my teacher was like, how come your daughter doesn't come and she get her? I'm like, she's like, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to go into your duty because she's still a little bit who she was. You know, she wasn't being mean, but she didn't want any part of it. And then they were like, and I was like, she's so cold. She's so cold hearted. I'm like, she's stubborn. Da-da-da. And they were like, and so in one of my, <laughs> a lot of my classes, there's mirrors in the room, right? On purpose. So the, your coach, my coach, they'll get a mirror and they'll be like this. And they're like, who's in the mirror? I'm like, me? They're like, no, who are you just talking about? I'm like, my daughter. They're like, who raised her? I'm like, me. They're like, who's, so who is she? I'm like, me. Yeah, like, they're like, that part. they're like, so if you want her to change, who has to change? Ooh. That reminds me of this. So my husband and I just watched this like TikTok video the other day of this mom, right? And she's a young mom and she has a young baby and she's complete, she's in her car and she's losing her shit. Like, oh my God, fuck. Like, I just want him to be a good person. But in order for him to be a good person, I have to be a fucking good person. Like, if I get stressed out and say fuck, he's gonna say fuck. Yeah. You know, like, and just seeing that was like the realest thing ever. Cause we all go through that. And there are gonna be times where our kids have to go through their life lessons and there's (sighs) nothing we can fucking do about it. There's no worse feeling than being powerless. Uh, Powerless. With your baby. Cause like, there are plenty of things you can be powerless in yeah, your life, but when, it, as a mom, when it comes to your children that oh, yeah. you carried in birth, I have control yeah. over that. You know, I'm still psycho with my daughter. You know, like, I'm still. Psycho. You are mine. You belong to me, and I get to control this. Yes. That's exactly. That's how, how we think as moms. Every right? one of my like, girlfriends will tell you right now. She's 26. Mine. She's 26, but she's yeah. still six years old. Yeah, and I still treat her like that. Yeah. And I start protecting her as that. Like, belong to me. Yes. It just really does happen. But I'll never forget that moment when they said, when you change, she changes. Yeah. So I remember, like, okay, I was like, you're not affectionate. So I was like, and that's deep because even though I told you, my mom checked into a treatment facility for cigarettes right here. But still, even her just doing that, I feel like it's going to break general generational curses for the whole family because i come from the type of family where everybody smokes weed i mean right. you can come to thanksgiving dinner and all the way from <laughs> 16 year olds 20 30 40 50 60 80 everybody is passing the blunt right. at thanksgiving so like that to me like her just doing that i feel like sets our entire family up to in a better direction to evolve to be better to heal and it is true like the, the mother is the matriarch of the family oh. the strongest person and, and a man 
And that's our example. My matriarch, our matriarch forever. It was powerful. And I remember being like, okay, like I would see her and mind you, she was like the one that did nothing to do. She'd walk in the house. I remember being like, hugging her and being like, hi. And she was like, hi. <laughs> like, I will never forget because when they told me that, I was like, okay, let me try this. And I did it for at least like two or three weeks. And then like, like three and a half, and, I, and, and every night before I went to bed, I go into her room and I kiss her on the cheek, but good night. And she'd be like, okay. Like, she was so weirded out. But by third week, she'd be like, thank you, mom. Good night. Yeah. And then by the end of the month, she'd hug me when she came in and like our whole relationship changed. Then she'd be like, oh, let me tell you how my day went. I was like, Babe, she hadn't talked to me in two years. I hadn't heard one sentence from her in two years. And she's like, to tell you all about yeah. day. like, and it was me. I had to set the example as a fucking adult. Who knew this shit? <laughs> Who knew that we were setting the examples here? And yeah. I had, I was consistent with it. Yeah. My life coach was like, be consistent, be consistent, be consistent. She will mirror back exactly to you. And I was like, mm, I don't know. She's a stubborn one. They're like, oh, who's stubborn? I was like, mm. it from you, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, but it, it was the biggest lesson. And today, like, like, I love to tell that story because people see us today and I'm like, but we weren't this at one time. It was created. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to be the change. It evolved. And as a child, she mirrored me. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we both got to create who we want to be for each other. And, then, and it was a huge thing. So it's a huge thing. And cool. I think in any relationship, right? Friendship, husband, mm-hmm. wife. Yep. You have to be. Yep. You have to be love. You got to yep. be forgiving. You got to be kind. You got to be sexy. You got to be fucking a freaking bed. You got to rise to the motherfucking fucking. equation yes. if you want the shit to fucking last. Yes. I tell you. Okay. So on that note, I know we've gone over time a little bit. It don't matter. We could keep going for hours. Is yes. <laughs> Oh, do you have to? Okay, go ahead. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I was ready. (laughs) She's like, I was ready. Yeah. Oh, it was for her. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash the Sexy Podcast. If you are not subscribed, please make sure you press the subscribe button. Now, tonight we've said some very powerful things. If there's somebody in your life that you feel this is going to, inspire them or they need to hear this message tonight please press that share button forward it over them text it email call them whatever you need to do underneath please share your comments on if this was anything you could take with you how you're going to apply it into your life and if you do apply it what results did you get we really want to hear everything you have to hear if there's anything like beyond that, like please leave a comment below. We'll address it. Let's talk about it. We're here to touch, move, and inspire you to be great in every single way. Also, you guys, ooh, okay, well, we're not there yet, but we have a new sponsor. We're in a whole entire new season. We are in season five, you guys. Woo! Okay, that's a Julia Roberts thing. <laughs> I did that yesterday at Street Scholars and they had a big old heart attack. <laughs> I'm like, it was part of the whole like pretty woman movie. It was really cute when she did it. Okay, so we have a brand new sponsor, but we're gonna wait for Asia to come right back because it is her husband's champagne line. I'm so excited to be a sponsor for it. Okay, 
So we have four spots for Unleash a Sexy Podcast. You will be shouted out on my Instagrams. You will be on YouTube. You will be tagged with your website down below here. If you have a product, a service, um, a company, anything that you feel that could really be sold here, whether it's lingerie, real estate, I don't care what it is. You have a company, contact me, DM me at 7-Eleven Media Group. If not, you could DM me my personal ones, my assistants check it. And we would love to create a commercial for you. We would love to shout out your company. And, you know, we have a lot of followers. So feel free to DM us. Contact us. It's also an email on the 7-Eleven Media Group, which you can contact us. You're not contacting me, friends. <laughs> Please remember, it's a business line. I do not check them. If you want to talk to me personally, go to my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so everybody's asking. Okay, I've been seeing the messages being bombarded at what happened to your Instagram page? What happened to your Instagram page? You guys, unfortunately, it got deleted. So my new Instagram is at the Kiarmia for you, which I'm not sure. Do we have it up? Okay. Okay, so my brother's going to have it up before it ends. I have a brand new Instagram, you guys. You have to go follow. It's at the Excuse me. Yeah. Kiarmia yeah. number four letter U. Make sure you follow it. If you're on my Twitter, we're gonna we're gonna shout out in a little bit when it's over. Go ahead and follow me there. But brand new Instagram because I I've been seeing it like on my little tags. What happened to your page? What happened to your page? What happened to your page? Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> okay. So we want to give a shout out. <laughs> Asia and oh, her LA Root. Yes. Tell us. Okay, she's. This is our brand new sponsors. We're in season five. Yeah. So we have brand new sponsors, and we're gonna have Asia do a little commercial here. Yes. Tell us about this brand new champagne line. So LA Root, which means a beautiful road, <gasps> is a champagne. Beautiful road. Curated and designed the label everything by my husband brian kidding i mean he did the label wow. at home on his ipad i mean i watched him do <laughs> the entire thing he's very very intricate like that i mean it's detailed it's super detailed so detailed and i love the name like so that name he picked the name Beautiful. he designed the label he put his his all into this and Honestly, I mean, for my champagne drinkers, and not to, like, no cap, not tooting the, the cap horn. Cap it, baby, cap it. To sell hubby's champagne, but it tastes really, really, really phenomenal. It tastes a lot like Moet Nectar Imperial Rosé, but not as oh. sweet for those who don't like, I like that, that. Extra sugar. I'm not into the super sweet. Exactly. At all. A hint of sweet. But I do but like the little. It's equally as potent, if not more potent. Like, like it has a kick. It's really, really <laughs> good. Really, really good. Beautiful, beautiful new champagne. Yes. Is there a website? Um, where can where can they find this at right on now? On Bella Root right now. They can they so can search it on Bally, all search. Bella Root. Root. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have it? 
I think it's Belarus oh, or Belarus okay. champagne. Uh, shout out yes, to Belarus. So I just want to let everybody know right now, you're about to see this on everyone's Instagrams, yes. everyone's pages. We're starting a whole brand new trend yes. with an amazing company with two amazing souls. Thank and you, you have to remember, and I'm going to go a little deeper here. Let's talk, we're talking about law of attraction. We're talking about energy. Okay. At the end of the day, we have different people who are supporting different things. And at the end of the day, whatever energy mm-hmm. is being promoted by the person mm-hmm. who is creating it, mm-hmm. who is envisioning it. Yes. And we have a superstar who yes. we're going beyond the talent, but which he has a gift, a divine gift. Mm-hmm. A connection with God. She has this divine gift. Their whole family has this beautiful gift with God. So we're going on a whole different level that everything they touch, mm. everything they touch is ordained and blessed you and better. elevated you better. to hit a whole level that y'all ain't ready for this year. Yes. So if you're on that level, come on, mm-hmm. get it to the website. Let's start. Um, we can hash, hash, uh, hashtag it. Mm-hmm. Ballyroo, Ballyroo champagne. Come on, mm-hmm. get your hashtag. I'm kidding. And if you guys do, I will repost you on my Instagram. Yes, I will too. Yes. <laughs> Let's get a poppy. And you won't be disappointed. Yes. It really, the product speaks for itself. It, it really does. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so um, one advice that you could give to. A married couple, okay, who's in a long-term marriage, uh-huh. on how to keep it spicy. Okay, <laughs> so like, there's like a catch twenty-two to giving advice to married couples because every relationship, mm. to each their own. Correct, correct, correct. So, however, what, the what biggest you, thing I've learned to a long-lasting relationship is there are many layers you go through you go through layers you go through moments you can go from being really young and wanting to invite other people into your bedroom to now I'm so over that I really want the intimacy between the two of us like it's like you know like so many just different layers that come to come with a lifetime of spending with someone you're going to go through all the motions and you're going to repeat some of them. But it's so beautiful learning together and growing together and having someone who no matter what you go through gets you and knows you and has your back is your person and your rock. I wouldn't know that yet. <laughs> and it's I'm not, manifesting it. it's not always fucking roses and all that, you not. know, of course not. you can't get through a lifetime with another human being without being tried and going through shit. So I don't want to ever set anyone up for the belief that there's this, the fairy tale is easy. There is a fairy tale, but it's not fucking easy. And you have to be willing and the person has to be worthy. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because there have been mistakes we've both made along the way, but I couldn't fucking imagine doing life with anyone else. Okay? 
you know, like, ah, like, couldn't imagine it, you know, so. Oh, gosh, like the soulmates from, like. It's not so perfect, for, but no. it is nothing has, beautiful. Nothing's perfect. And I don't even ask for, ask for, per, for yeah. perfection. They're just, give me that connection. I just want you to be solid. Yeah. I want that connection where you're just like, want to suck each other's souls in, but motherfucker, yeah. you can have my motherfucking back. Yeah. Because I will pop we up could on fuck, you. I could fuck up, you could fuck up, but we <laughs> are in this together. together. And right. I see you and you see me. And, and that's when it's worth fighting for. And I don't give a fuck what you face. Everybody faces different shit, different magnitudes, depending on your circumstances, careers. Right. I'm dating a whole fucking celebrity. So right. that comes with a whole nother set Oof. of shit. You right. Know? But when somebody is worth it, you will fucking know. <sighs> You'll know. Because you couldn't imagine doing it Life without, without them. them. Like, if you die, I'm going to die with you. Uh, like, I couldn't breathe without you. It's so funny. Not to, like, it, to go into death, but, like, I talk about this sort of thing and, like, how couples who've been together for decades and decades and one passes and the other one passes right after them, should you be so fucking lucky that you're that connected at the spirit that when one leaves, you don't want to be anywhere Without else them. but with them. I believe it. I swear on everything. I feel it. I feel that in my bones. Like, like just recently, like I've encountered some like some intense moments where I was literally like, you know, if you die, I'm gonna die with you. I couldn't. I can't imagine. And granted, not being for next for year. old age, natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that is a that is a feeling and a vibe, and it exists. That is and a bond that true. exists. And Eternal love. In the notebook at the end, I don't know if you watched the notebook, but uh, his oh, wife is, is is about to die of cancer, and she's laying like in a bed, mm -hmm. and he sneaks into the ER room, right? And he sits next to her and he holds her hand, but she has dementia. Mm -hmm. and it just happens when he grabs her hand, she looks at him, and for the first moment in a long time in the in the movie, it's right at the end. Remember, like she, she looks at him and she's like, are we really here? And he said, do you think our love is strong enough to take us away together? Boom, cut to, the nurse comes in, they're both laying in the hospital bed, cuddling each other, and they both pass away together. That's me and Brian. No, I, I, that's, how I see, that's how I see my, me and my soulmate. Neither one of us are prepared to have to be here after the other one goes. <sighs> and i truly feel that our bond is eternal and we've talked about it for so long you know like i believe it uh, i love it i love it i love everything about you it is <sighs> to the point where if you're gonna make me fight for it i'm gonna fight for it i don't want to fight for it but if i have to <laughs> We're about to get <laughs> i'm with the shits <laughs> Let's have to make me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Amazing, powerful messages tonight. Thank you. We invited it tonight. Yeah. We called upon this when exactly what's supposed to happen. So let's plug in your your companies. So yes. let's talk about Oh my God. Yes. Skin. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So as you guys know, I'm about to hit 45 this year. Yes. You could never tell. Thank you. Ever. And 
Just so you guys know, she has a brand, what do we call it? A med spa? Med spa. She has a med spa that she opened up to help support us queens. I love it. To glow and radiate and just be fabulous on every level. So I do get Botox. I have fillers. I got POD threads, um, lips, uh, facial balancing. And you know, the more, so Smooth Skin Lounge in yes. Studio City for all your med spot needs. Right yes. We do do PDO threads, fillers, Botox, facials, anything medical grade that you can need to restore. All those facials are fucking amazing. Yeah, to so restore and just kind of revive and just, mm-hmm. you know, enhance. Um, But yes, I mean, we have... Fuck, I lost my thought. I, I think it's, it, I heard it the other day. It's about, um, it's about stopping aging. Yes. It's about stopping aging. Mm-hmm. And I get like, I think I have one friend a long time ago. One friend a long Preventative. Time ago. Correct. That was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just not going to get anything ever. Like, I just want to grow old. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Support it. To each All their about own. It. Correct. And I'm like, okay, like, I, man, like, I'm. Stop the wrinkles. (laughs) You know, to each their own. As someone who has invested in the business of medical enhancements, and besides my boobs, I haven't done. I did tell you I'm getting sculpture next week. I know. I'm so excited. I can't wait. (laughs) Because I work out. Excuse me. I work out all day, every day. You do know you have to change your pant size. I cannot grow fucking hips to save my life. So sculpture will be fixing that for me. I'm excited. On. But someone who hasn't really partake too much in it, even though I've invested in the industry, I will say that so much of it is so good for preventative. Huge. And preservment. It's completely true because I'll post on my page like, oh, like, I'll shout out your company. Yeah. So when I got done, they'd be like, you don't need it. I'm like, let me tell you why. Oh. Because I've been getting it for 10 years and you didn't even know. Because It's I so funny. Talk about it, but I'm, I'm talking about yes. it. Yes. I see the memes all the time, like, of people who say, like, we like, oh, when people say they don't need Botox and I'm counting all the, the <laughs> units they need. That's me. I'm the person for years who was like, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. And now when I see and you're beautiful and other clients come in i'm like and i have an appointment recently we're about to get these little yes look the whole the whole covid thing i hadn't hit a spa yeah whole year it's so been rough the little COVID. Around my, i haven't seen these probably in six years so i have an appointment soon yes <laughs> yes these, these little lines right here are gonna be gone yes this is gonna be gone and i'll be like this it works. It really does. <laughs> it does. No, it is. So I was talking to her, my, uh, I was talking to my friend Ani over here the other day too. My sister, Starlet. Yes, I called you out, honey. <laughs> I'm the same age. I'm dying. I, t- I will pay for your entire Botox. <laughs> I will pay for it. You know, I just love her. She's beautiful. And uh-huh. obviously she's an industry where you, we're trying to, you know, she's competing with other girls of different ages. Like, mm-hmm. honey, like. I, I will pay for your first time so you can see the result. Because same thing, like I was skeptical was first and then I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I literally look 10 years younger. I think it's so taboo. Like we're taught for so long that like the beautiful women don't need this or don't do this. And it's like, no, that's exactly what the fuck they're doing. Right. And they're just not telling you. But I tell men, it's like this, men, 
Would you drive your car without ever getting a tune-up? No. Or changing your filters? having an oil change of course not so guess what i'm getting my oil changed i'm about to get some fucking filters and you know what i look at a lot of the stubborn women who just refuse and i'm looking at them like babe (laughs) but if only you tried it (laughs) and and at the end of the day it really is about like us standing in our beauty and if we could confident if we can add to a little extra confidence I don't care. I don't care how confident you are. You could be wrinkly and old and everything. If you can add any bit of confidence, whether like I said, working out, whatever you Getting can your change, nails done. Yeah, something that just makes your you as a woman feel feminine, empowered, like makes you feel beautiful. You should do it. And we're not talking about body dysmorphia. We're just talking about the little things that add to who we already are because mm-hmm. i was talking about i'm like i i already feel beautiful yeah if right now you told me i could never get any any work ever done i'd still be fine right. i would still walk in a room right and be like i'm still that bitch right like i'm still loving but right it's like i'm still loving i'm still kind but guess what if i have the ability mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like oh i have a cute mercedes but now i can afford a lamborghini i'm gonna get the lamborghini it cute. <laughs> Do you not upgrade your it car cute. or get it wrapped? Yes. I mean, if guys put rims on it, sound systems, like, I don't even care about the sound system. <laughs> I'm going to put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> that extra bass system. Yeah. It's about to be on my ass. Yes. Bam, bam, bam. Yes. Bam, bam. <laughs> it's so important, you know, and I think a lot of the times, a lot of our idols, especially in the black community that we look up to, we think like, they would never do that or they don't do that and it's yes mm-hmm. they do subtly there's like the you know you have to find your way of doing it that works for you yeah, correct but it's there and it's available so take advantage of it no like literally like in every single way i women <laughs> well okay cuz we're like trying to well, let me tell you because <laughs> At 70 and 80, Deanne and I are trying to be looking. <laughs> Just snatched as fuck as we Still are having now. our fucking tea. Yeah, <laughs> right Ready? Oh I'm going to finish this shot with you. I'll go get in done for the first time. Uh, yes, I'll pay for yours. <laughs> I'm not a drug starlet. Come on, let's go. No, so she's never had anything done. I'm so okay, scared. So, here. so, my, so, assistant, too. so like, my assistant, too. I, I will pay for your Botox. Yay. I can we do it? We're gonna do a YouTube video on it. You guys, we are gonna do a YouTube video on for the smooth you skin. Yeah, come to smooth skin. Yes, we're gonna we do before take care video of you. after. Which yes, you're gonna be no hair and makeup, girl. Like I got you. But after that, we'll do hair and makeup on you. Like yeah, that's the most vulnerable part. And then we'll do like the four week after, so we can mm-hmm. tell people where you're like, holy shit, because there's a huge difference. Yep. I'll never forget the first time I got mine done, and I was like, why did I do this earlier? Why did it? And me- I know, I know that's gonna be me. Like I'm gonna be like. Now, no, <laughs> all these excuses you made of why you shouldn't like no i i literally did i'll never yeah. forget i think i was i want to say 32 was the fill i the first time i got filler and it was oh. around the mouth so mm-hmm. what's interesting is i got into the adult industry when i was 32 mm-hmm. and all my photos like my like literally this was hanging super low uh-oh. Just just hanging because it was loose. I thought I was fucking the shit. I swear. Let me tell you, confidence is everything. I was on the shit. And now I'm like, you know, I'm dealing with like big A-list 
adult film stars mm-hmm. who traveling the world, multiple houses, multiple cars that are on a whole different level. And I'm like, what? Like, you're flawless. And they're yeah. like, well, I, I, they're like 22. They're like, I have Botox. I have this. I'm like, what, what? Like, I'm taking notes. I mean, what are you, what are you doing? It's that part. When you're perfect friends, you start asking yeah, questions what, what and finding out and they're what like, they're this doing. Is, I'm like, shut up. What is that? Yeah. I never heard of Botox. And I literally, when I got these filled, took off at least five years off my face. And then I was like, holy shit. And I, I legit, oh shit. Next, next show, I'm going to bring the photo. My daughter has photos of me. Yeah. Literally at 32 years old. And she loves to show them. Little brat. <laughs> she loves to show and be like, let me show you how old my mom looked before. And my wow. now is 32. I'm about to hit 45. I look way younger than I did at 32. Wow. And all it was was getting a little filler. But that's Push why we need to down. actually normalize the conversation. Because yeah. especially like in the... The black community, I feel like women don't talk about getting work done or they act like it's something we don't do. And it's honestly, your idols, babe, they get them. And they're not telling you. So I think it's something that needs to be normalized and talked about more because we're all in this together. I mean, each one teach one, you know what I mean? Like, And I'm about that. I get It's weird to me sometimes where girls are like, oh, I don't want to get this reach out without... I could get it if maybe somebody's like, I don't want to talk about what I've got done. But it's always weird to me when somebody's like, oh, I'm against it. I'm like, bitch, you just got fucking surgery like six months ago. But but at the end of the day, I always think this is, I'm super open. Yeah. I'm transparent. Ask me about every surgery. Yeah. What I am, who I do. Mm -hmm. Because it it always goes deeper because we also know girls who all pretty on the outside, but inside. Oh. You're just a horrible human. Probably just like unhappy, you, like miserable. there's no, there's not even a. You're just like a horrible you human. Joy to give. Well, and she's cute. And it don't matter <laughs> how much face this you get or how much body you get done. It, you, you're gonna be cute until you open your mouth, or until like, it's even in the eyes. Mm-hmm. I could look, eyes, I could, I could walk into a room and a girl and she'd be like, Err, and I'm like, oh my god, it's I'm like, eat her. Eee. who's nice in the room yeah so i mean everything always starts but inside but so smooth skin lounge yes Yes. i want appointment thursday right is it thursday yes she she has my appointments (laughs) (laughs) it's thursday i have an appointment thursday Thursday. it's tomorrow oh shit that's tomorrow tomorrow. yes thank you i legit have not had any botox before (laughs) covid i'm super excited and i also had pod threads done yeah, on my neck, you ladies. did the PDO. So if you have a little, you know, little double chin or a little like saggy skin, mm-hmm. your shit got snatched. I had it done on my cheekbones. We had the cat eye done, which we're gonna redo again. Fabulous, because that cat eye, like I, I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm an addict. Like so I can't be, get any more cat no, eyes. No, because of you, I want the cat eye. Yeah, no, yeah. Legit, your obsession like, with the cat eye. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even just like how they say, like Bella Hadid gets that, oh, you know. Because oh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. People don't normalize. Like they don't know she's had it done. They make it so taboo, or like, yeah, she's flawless. People Your love favorite her. Favorite supermodels they are getting cat her. eye threads. Yes. Hold this up. Oh, what are you getting, Mabel? They had an orgasm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much. 
uh, make sure you follow her website. Make sure yes. you guys grab this. Smooth hashtag us. Lounge, please hashtag us. Belly Root Champagne. Yes, Belly Root. I'm Asia. Beautiful Road. Asia. Yes. Smooth Skin Lounge. Yes. Everything this year is, hey, everything we're touching is turned to gold. Yes. Everything we touch turns to gold this year. Amen. Declared. Anime. Lupe. Bam. Yes. Thank you for tuning in.